Hit those share buttons, guys. Hallelujah. So good to see you guys popping up on here tonight. Just giving God, just giving people time to chime in. If you feel comfortable, hit your share button. Let's get this word out to as many people as we possibly can. God is finna speak to his people on tonight. I want to say a wonderful good evening to my husband. He's here with me. He's here with you, Pastor Elders Boros. So good to see you tonight, babe. My classmate is on, Miss Adrienne Shepherd. Good evening to you as well. So good to see you always. Sister Denise Rollins is tuned in. So good to see you. My mother in love is tuned in. Awesome to see you as well. Alnique is tuned in. Hey, girl. Emily is tuned in. Hey, hey. So good to see you guys. Go ahead. Hit those share buttons if you feel comfortable, if you're able to do that. Hallelujah. We're going to give people about one more minute and then we are going to get started. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is so good to see each and every single one of you up in here tonight. Like I mentioned a moment ago, if you have not hit that share button, go ahead and hit that share button. Let's get these numbers up. Let's get them uh, out to as many people as we possibly can. I am so pumped. I am so excited about what God is doing and what he is getting ready to do. And let me tell you something. Make no mistake. God is getting ready to do something great. I don't care what the world is shouting right now and what people are saying and the fear tactics that are going out. I believe that we are in one of the greatest hours that we could ever stand in as the body of Christ. Now, I do believe that there is some a, a realignment that God wants to do. I believe that there's some reformation that God wants to do in his church. I believe all of that stuff is uh, definitely coming. But let me tell you something. You play a part in just the fact that you're still here, the fact that you're still holding on, the fact that you still believe it means something. And uh, everything that you have prayed for and sown for, I want you to know that it was not all in vain. And so, again, I want to wish a wonderful good evening to each and every single one of you that are tuned in. Those of you that will be watching the replay and all of that good stuff. Look, if you guys were not able to uh, watch the my podcast earlier. So I have a podcast that comes on on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Atlantic Standard time and so we do that every Wednesday and so if you weren't able to tune in I'm t I encourage you to go back and to look at uh, the rebroadcast or the replay because I'm telling you it was certainly a blessing uh, we had a special guest on talking about vision and um, it was definitely a blessing for sure. And so when you get a chance, if you have some free time sometime this week, go back and look at that and be encouraged. Amen. Hallelujah. So good to see you guys. Look, I've been wanting to do this for so long, but you know how it is as a mom, as a wife, as a pastor. You know, you try to do these things and your week just gets the best of you. And so tonight, God told me, well, God told me earlier this week, he said, look, you need to go back and do a live on Wednesday night. 
because there is a word that I've placed in your mouth for the people. And I'm telling you, we're getting ready to release that right now. Because let me tell you something. Right down through here, the tiredness and the fatigue that you have been feeling, it is not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. All of the, the, the lack of strength that you're feeling now, you know, scientists might say that, oh, it's a reason for that. And, you know, I've heard people say that, um, uh, it's a certain type of meteor shower that hits the, that hits the earth every now and again. And it like zaps people's energy. This is a real thing. But can I tell you that you're feeling the way that you're feeling because it is spiritual? It's it's not a coincidence. And oftentimes what we try to do is we try to fix that feeling by thinking that we need to go to sleep, thinking that we need to rest. Have you ever been in a place where you were so fatigued, so tired, so weary? That you just thought to yourself, well, if I just get in my bed a little bit earlier, if I just go on vacation, here it is. If I just take a break from church, if I just take a break from my responsibilities in my church, then maybe, you know, I feel I'll feel better. And here's the deal. We'll do it. We'll take a few weeks off. We'll try to go on vacation. We'll try to get in our bed earlier and we'll wake up and we will still feel the same. Can I tell you that that is? It's all strategic. Let me tell you what the enemy's plan was for you this year. He desired to bring you into this new year. Uh, he desired to break your mind in 2024. That was the enemy's plan. That is the enemy's plan. He has desired to bring you into this new year with no strength, with no hope, with no faith, and not able to bring forth. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says that there were women that were getting ready to bring forth, and the Bible says that when it came time for them to push they did not have the strength to do it can i tell you that there is that is a very dangerous thing it's a dangerous thing when you had the strength to carry the baby full term but when it comes time for you to give birth to the baby you can't push it i you can't push it out i remember when i was in labor with my first son i didn't know anything about pushing have a little comedy moment here. I didn't know nothing about pushing a baby out. I, you know, I had heard that you were supposed to push and I thought that I was pushing and it got to the point where I was getting so tired, but there was a midwife there that was present. And I tell you this midwife, she did not play. She looked at me and she said, look, if you don't bear down and start pushing, uh, we're going to have to go and remove the baby. We're going to have to go and, and, and do a, a emergency C-section on you. And of course, you know, I didn't want that. But then she looked at me and she realized that I didn't know how to push. She saw that I was trying, but she saw that I wasn't doing it correctly. Let me tell you something. In this season, God is releasing spiritual midwives to you in your life for no other reason than to teach you how to push. For no other reason than to give you the strength to do it. Because let me tell you something. What you have on the inside of you, it, the world is ready for it. You have to understand something when it comes to the timing of the Lord. When it comes to the timing of the Lord, God will take you through seasons where he will hold you back. And if you are not careful, you will mistaken it, that type of season, you will mistaken it for a season that God has forgotten about you. No, that's not what he has done. He has not forgotten about you. He is just holding you back for a certain time. I often tell people this, uh, when it comes to the phones that we have nowadays, if they would have released these type of phones 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we wouldn't 
might not have been ready for them. I remember that there was a certain time where older people were afraid of microwaves. When microwaves first came on the scene, they were, they were afraid of it and they didn't buy it because they thought that it would start some type of radioactive, some type of radioactive reaction. And so if these type of phones, the type of technology that, that we have nowadays, if it was released uh, 30 years ago, the world would have probably rejected. Why am I saying that? I'm telling you that in everything, there is a time and there is a season under heaven. And what you are carrying on the inside of you, it is a time and it is a season for it. And now is the time. Now is the season for it. This is the perfect moment that God has positioned you in to get that out of you. But what does the enemy do? The enemy will allow you to come all the way here. Let me tell you something. Let me give you a, a, a different type of perspective on your adversary. Your adversary does not mind you going to church. He ain't threatened by that. Go to church. He sends, he sends witches to church. He ain't threatened by that. Go to your church. Have a good time. Clap your hands. Jump, shout, dance all around. But whatever you do, whatever you do, don't start walking in the knowledge of who you are. I don't want that. I, you can you can jump and you can shout and you can dance all around your church all you want. You can be the most active person in your church all you want. But the moment that you come into the understanding of who you are, now we got a problem. How do we know that he's threatened by this? Well, when God made Adam and Eve, he, he breathed the breath of life into them, but he spoke to them and he said, have dominion. He said, subdue and have dominion in the earth. He said, I've given you power and I've given, I've given you dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air. And so in other words, God said to them, when you're walking in this earth, I want you to walk like you know who you are. And what did the enemy do? The enemy did not attack the enemy. The way that he attacked Eve was he stopped her from walking in what she was supposed to walk in in the earth. He stopped Adam from walking in the power and the dominion that he was supposed to access in the earth. Now we know that when Jesus came on the scene, when he died on the cross, we know that he gave us back our right to have dominion and subdue. And so what does the enemy do? He attacks us in that same area. He don't mind you going to church. He does not mind you being active on the praise team and being active on the usher board. He does not mind you serving in the community. But the moment that you begin to realize who you are, the moment that you begin to realize that you have dominion power on the inside of us, now we got a problem. And so that's the reason why for some of you, the enemy is attacking your mind. He wants to break your mind and cause you to forget who you are. But tonight, God has sent you on this live to remind you that you are not who the enemy says that you are. You are not defeated. Come on, you are not destroyed. You are not cast down. Come on, it's not over for you. We've been listening to this song. It's an old song. And in the song, she, she says over and over again, it's not over until God says it is over. And so what is God doing in this hour? God needs to remind us that he needs to remind us, okay, now is the time. I brought you to 2024 for this very reason. Okay, so let me tell you what's happening with so many of us. And let me tell you something. This is something that I encountered at the beginning of the year. And this is what God told me. He said, okay, he said, if you want to defeat this thing, I'm going to tell you what its name is in a, in a minute, because it's imperative. Whenever you are fighting in the realm of the spirit, you need to know what you are fighting. Because if you are not aware of what you are fighting or what's fighting you, you're going to be, you're going to be praying amiss. 
You're going to be hitting things thinking that you're targeting, thinking that you're hitting it right on the spot. And you're going to find that you will always shoot your arrow over it. You'll always shoot your arrow or your the dart of the word of God under it. You'll never hit. And so one of the things God said to me, he said, I need for you to go on a fast. I need for you to go on a fast. Let me tell y'all something. For some of you, the reason why you are not gaining strength yet is because you are still trying to work it out in your own power. You think that this thing is logical. And unfortunately, that's how you live your life. That's how your relationship is with the Lord. Everything is logical. Well, let me try to figure it out. Well, it must be this or it must be that. No, let me tell you why you are being attacked because you are a threat to the kingdom of God. And the enemy sees that, but you can't see it. We'll get back to that in a, in a, in a whole in a whole moment. And so God spoke to me and he said, you need to start this year off by fasting. There are certain sacrifices. If you want your, if you want to be able to fight correctly down through here, there are certain things that God is going to make you give up. You're going to have to do it. You cannot fight this thing in your own logic. I think one of the greatest uh, uh, sayings or one of the greatest teachings that I have ever heard in my entire life. And it explains so much. This man, I'll give him his credit. He said that we do not fight principalities. You know how the Bible says in Ephesians chapter six, it, it gives the different ranks of the enemy. We do not fight principalities. We do not, we don't, we don't cast out principalities. We don't cast out uh, powers. We don't cast out spiritual wickedness and high places. Let me tell you what we do. We wrestle against them. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Some of you, you have no clue that you have been wrestling against the a, a regional spirit in your area because this regional spirit sees that there is a school on the inside of you that God is ready to birth in your nation, that God is ready to birth up out of you in your city. And so what does this thing do? This thing tries to give you every reason as to why you can't do it. My God, I hear this in my spirit. What does it say? It says, well, you don't even have the money to do it. You ain't got the money to do this. And so it says, okay, I need for you to, if you just keep on working, if you, if you work for another 10 years, then you'll be able to do it. Let me tell you what happens when God says, no, I need for you to do it now. See, some of us, it's okay for you to use wisdom. It's okay for you to use knowledge, but it is a dangerous thing when that's all you lean on. And so for some of you, I can hear God saying that if you want your strength, because here's the thing, when God first gave you that command concerning that ministry or concerning that school, you had the strength for it 10 years ago. You were plowing your way. You were talking about it to your pastor. Every time that your pastor got through finished preaching, you act like the man wasn't even tired and you went right to him and you told him all of your hopes and dreams and then and what happened year after year, those hopes and dreams begin to fade and then COVID hit and that knocked the wind out of so many of us. And so what has God done? God has now brought you right back to the place where you started. He has brought you right back to your future. But the problem is we are showing up right at the moment of our miracle with no strength. How can I show up in the birthing room and being told that I need to put but I don't have the strength to believe God for this. How can I show up and, and, and prepare to bring forth the, what God has placed on the inside of me and my hope is gone and my hope has been destroyed. Come on, tonight, God is getting ready to revive you in the area of your strength. God is getting ready to revive you in the area of your hope. God is getting ready to revive your vision and he's getting ready to cause you to see again because what you've been doing 
this whole time, it's not it. You're only halfway there, but the enemy will convince you that you are there. The enemy will convince you that this is as far as you need to go. But I've come by here to tell somebody tonight that this is not it. You ain't producing enough. And let me tell you how I know that you're not producing enough because you still have not made the sound that God wants you to make in your nation. You still haven't made the sound that God wants you to make in your city yet. Well, how do you know that, Pastor Chanel? Okay, how do you know that, Pastor Chanel? I know it because your purpose has not taken over your nine to five. Oh, Jesus. All right, here we go. Lord, you want me to say it? I'm going to say it. Your purpose has not yet taken over your nine to five. Your nine to five still has your attention. How do we know that it still has your attention? Because you will wake up at 6 a.m. to get ready for a boss that doesn't even believe in your God, but you won't wake up at five to begin to start praying and believing God for your miracle. Oh, my God. You will get to church on Sunday morning and you will wait for the pastor to cheerlead you and to rile you up come on but you'll get to but and but you already have your clothes laid out and have everything planned for Monday morning let me tell you something I'm not demonizing you I'm telling you what has your attention this is the reason why you're not able to bring forth because you are giving your strength to the wrong thing. Come on, for some of you, God has told you a long time ago that you need to leave the environment that you're in, but you're giving your strength and you're giving your power to it. You're giving all of yourself to something that don't even care about you, something that will replace you in a moment. I remember one of my friends, she was anointed is all get out. I remember hearing of testimonies that when she would minister, people that were on the verge of committing suicide, they would come and they would testify and tell her that because of your ministry, I got free from the spirit of suicide right at the moment when you were ministering. Well, this same person, she didn't know that she was dealing with some with some health issues in her body. And one day she one day she collapsed on stage. And when this happened, when this happened, the very people that she had been giving herself to year after year, the very people that had been taken from her year after year, them very people carried her off the stage and they kept on going with the service. Let me tell you something. Don't you think for a second that them people that you are trying to stay dedicated to love you? No, they don't love you, baby. They love your gift. They love what your gift does for them. They love how your gift makes them look. And so what happens is we lay down our life for things and for people and for different things that once benefited us. We will lay down our life for that. And we will lay down our life for that even though God is saying to let it go. Let me tell you, I'm going to say it again. For some of you, one of the reasons why you don't have any strength hardly during the day to do the things of God, to really start walking in what God has called for you to do, is because you are giving your strength to a leech and you don't even know it. And this thing is up here sucking everything that it's got. You're giving your strength to a python spirit. How do you know that it's Python? You'll know that you are under the control of a Python spirit because the first thing that it takes away is your vision. Let me get a sip of water and we're going to talk about that. The first thing that this thing takes away from you is your vision. It stops you from seeing. That's the purpose of the Python spirit. It squeezes the life out of you. In other words, it takes away anything that gives you the ability to see, which is prayer. That's the first thing that it stops. It'll, it'll, baby, it'll let you have the strength to get to your job. I don't know why I'm on that today, but let me just stay right there. It'll give you the strength to wake up and clock in, but it won't give you the strength to go to church. 
Let me tell you why you feel so tired on a Sunday morning. It's not because you were running around town on the Saturday. How come you don't feel like that on the Thursday when you wake up for work? It's strategic. The enemy understands that where God has you planted, your church home, underneath that leader, the enemy knows that underneath this leader, the enemy knows that there is going to be training. The enemy knows that there is going to be a revealing of who you are. And so what does he do? He cuts off the source. He cuts off the source. He says, look, I don't, I want her or him to believe that they don't have time for this, that there's really no, there's really no purpose for this. One of the things that God said to me, and we find this a lot in our generation is we want glory, but we don't want to be governed. There is no glory without government. If there, if you try, God will not trust you with his glory if you have completely cast off all restraint and run and ran and you're running wild. He can't trust you with it. Why? Because you, you will be, you will be reckless with it. And one thing that we're seeing a lot today in the earth is we're seeing so many people that have taken the glory of God and they have become so reckless with it. That's a very dangerous thing. Reckless. How, what do you mean becoming reckless? Using it for their own benefit. I'm using this so that I can grow my ministry. I'm using this so that I can grow my church. Let me tell you something that's dangerous. I'm one thing that I'm studying right down through here is the book of Acts because this is what I believe. I believe that starting this year, we are getting ready to see great reformation come to the church. I believe that God is getting ready to reform his church. He's getting ready to reform his believers and we're getting ready to look like how we started off looking in the book of Acts. And one thing in the book of Acts is they had order. How do you know that they had order? Well, the Bible says that there were thousands upon thousands that were being saved on a daily basis. And the Bible says that a lot of them, what they did was they went and they sold their houses. They sold land. They sold property. And they came and they laid it at the apostles' feet. You know that it was order that was going on. That they had order because the Bible says that then the, the apostles, they would take it, what they laid at their feet, and they would distribute it among the church, and no one had a need. Come on, can I tell you that God is getting ready? We're getting ready to see reformation in the house of God like never before. And so as I was saying, not only are we going to see reformation in the house of God, but the signs and the wonders that followed after they preached the word of God. We're going to begin to start seeing that again. But before that can happen, there must be some type of emptying. Before that can take place, there must be some type of cleanup. And so this is the moment where you will begin to start see, start seeing things get exposed. You will begin to start see things come to light. Let me tell you something. When these things happen, do not be shaken. Do not be one of those that say, oh, well, I don't believe in church anymore. Come on, the church is full of people that are messed up. The church is full of people that have different uh, uh, that have different things that's going on in their life, but it does not mean that God is not real. And can I tell you that we're getting ready to see people leave the church because they're going to see major shakings take place and they're going to run thinking that, oh, well, this shouldn't be taking place. No, let me tell you what's happening. The glory is exposing it. The glory of God is exposing these things because God is ready to do something in his people. This is where you come in. This is why the enemy, it has been messing with you so much because he understands. He knows what time it is. Come on. Do you know what time it is? Come on, I, I've come tonight just to kind of put put a, a wind behind some of you because I hear the Lord saying you are moving too slow. 
You don't have time. You don't have time to be moving at the pace that you're moving in. God is ready to do something now. And if you are not careful, you can mess around and miss your moment. So what does God do in situations like this? God will then, God will then uh, wait for you to posture yourself in a way where you can hear, where you can hear God speaking to you about what is next for you. He'll wait for you to get in the right posture. Sometimes this takes a long time because we as the church, a lot of times we become so used to being in the same position that we've been in for years and we will run with that believing that if God accepted it last year then surely he'll accept it this year. Come on, for some of you, I hear the Lord say that there is a quick shift that is getting ready to come to your life. There's a quick shift that's getting ready to hit your family and God is saying, I need for you to posture yourself in a way that you can hear me, that you can hear me tell you when you need to pivot. Come on, some of you, it's not that you need to pack up your stuff and leave. It's just that you simply need to pivot because the way that you were standing last year or the posture that you were in last year, it's not going to work for this year. God needs God needs for you to just shift a little bit. And so how do we know that this is true? Well, the Bible says that there was a woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, one of my one of my most favorite stories in the word of God. The Bible says that her husband had served, I feel the Holy Ghost, her husband had served the Lord. He had served the prophet. He was a son of the prophet and then he died. Come on what happens when you have done everything that God has told you to do and your life still does not work out the way that you thought that it was going to work out what do you do at that moment well you just pivot and you lean into what the spirit of the Lord is saying and that's exactly what she did this woman had every reason to give up she had every reason to throw in the towel she had every reason to curl up in a ball and cry herself to sleep at night. But the Bible says that instead of her feeling sorry for herself, she went to the prophet. Come on, what is God getting ready to do? God is getting ready to put information in your lap. God is getting ready to give you knowledge. He's getting ready to give you wisdom that is going to give you the ability to pivot. It's going to give you the ability to shift. It's going to give you the ability to go from drinking from a dry brook to drinking from overflow. Come on, some of you have been drinking from some of you have been drinking from some dry places from low for long enough. But I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, tonight I'm getting ready to shift your life. Tonight I'm getting ready to shift your family. Tonight I'm getting ready to take you from a dry season into a season of having more than enough. I'm getting ready to take you from a drought. I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to take you into a place of rain. There is rain. The rain is falling. The rain is falling. The rain is falling. But God is saying, I need for you to get to the rain. This is what Elijah said. When the black cloud appeared in the sky, I hear the Lord say that some of you have said to yourself, but pastor, I looked and I didn't see nothing. I went and I looked for the cloud like my man of God, my woman of God told me to look for and I did not see nothing. You remember what Elijah said to his servant. He said, go back and look again. Come on, you only look one time and you've already given up on God. Toughen up. Come on, where is your backbone? Where is your stance? You up here singing Donnie McClurkin's song, song after you've done all you can stand and you cry on that song every time it comes on the radio. But when it's time for you to stand, you quickly give up and cave in because you didn't see the cloud the first time. The Bible says that the servant went back and he looked seven times. 
And on the seventh time, he finally saw the cloud the size of a man's hand. I need for some of you to open up your eyes and look again. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. The Bible says that there was a man that was by the pool of Bethesda and he waited there every year when the waters were stirred waiting for someone to come and bring him in the pool. And Jesus came along and asked him, what is it do you want? Come on, I come on here tonight to, to ask somebody, what is it that you want? Put it out there. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Nobody is coming to help you get in the pool. You got the strength to get up. You got the strength to get up. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, cause you And you want to know how I know you got the strength to get up? Because come tomorrow morning at 630, you're going to be up, dressed, teeth, brush, hair done, makeup on, and headed to the office complaining. But you got the strength to come on. Somebody said, but Pastor Chanel, I got to pay my bills. Yeah, you got to pay your bills, but you also got to do what God has asked you to do because you surrender. You told my life is not my own. To you I belong. We wore that song out and didn't even know what we were saying. And we still think we got a choice in this thing. Come on, I'm talking to I'm talking to mature people on tonight. This ain't no, let me tell you something. 2024 is not for the babies. And I'm not talking about babes in Christ. I'm talking about people that still think that they have a say-so in how their life is supposed to go. Oh, well, I, you know, you're like Naaman. The Bible says that Naaman heard the instruction of the Lord. There goes that word again. He heard the instruction of the Lord and the Bible says that he complained. And that's what a lot of you are doing. Well, I don't feel like doing that, God. And I just feel like you need to be telling me to do it like this because I paid my tithe and offering. There ain't nowhere in the word of God where God says that if, you are, if you're a tither, you get to tell God how you want to live your life. That ain't how the tithe works. The tithe is for the purpose of attaching you to, the tithe is for the purpose of you no longer longer having to toil. The time is for the purpose of seeing to it that when you want, when you need something from the kingdom of God, all you have to do is speak it and it will happen because you are attached to the kingdom of God and you are no longer attached to the kingdom of this world. So you don't have to work with the, you don't have to, you don't have to work till your brow sweats. All you got to do is work and then whatever it is that you can't do, you say, God, you see what it is that, that I want and God, I trust and believe that you're going to do it. And then what God will do after that is he will give you a seed because the Bible says that he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God told Adam, he said, I've given you fruit and in every fruit there is a seed. In other words, Adam, when you eat this fruit, I expect you to take the, the seed out of it and plant it again and keep it going. And so the time, it keeps you connected to to the circle. It keeps you it keeps you in the loop. And so it never the Bible never says that as a tither you get the or as a sower you get the right now to tell God how you want your life to go. You better grow up. Because I'm telling you right now, the shaking is coming. And if you are still fooled by thinking that you have a say-so and that God is shaken by your opinion and that he's shaken by your little fake tears, let me tell you something. You got another thing coming. Your tears are not moving God, but your faith can. So why don't you just have faith and believe God for it? Stop complaining. Oh, well, you know, I just, you sound like Naaman. Naaman got the instruction. Naaman got the instruction that was going to heal his body. And what did he do? He complained and his friends had to pull him back to his senses. And the Bible says that he went and he dipped himself in the Jordan River. And when he came up, his skin was like baby skin. Come on, going back to the woman in 2 Kings 4, the Bible says that she went to the prophet. She told the prophet her issue. She started there. 
and 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 that's all right. She started at the place where where her need was. Look, the creditors are coming for my son. Obadiah, they believe that it was Obadiah, but she said, my husband, he served you. He was a son to you. He was faithful to the Lord. Uh, she came with all of this thinking that God was going to bless her only for that. And that's what we do. We're like, you know what? I'm a tither. And so I'm a sower. I don't know why I keep saying that I'm a tither. I'm a sower. And so I just feel like God should bless me because I did that. No, that's not the way that it works. That's a part of it. That is one half of it. The other half is, can you guess you obeying an instruction? This woman, she gives Elisha all of her issues, telling him everything. Come on, how some of y'all do after service. Every doggone Sunday, the pastor just finished giving you instruction that's going to get you through your week. And you come to him with your doggone complaints. Well, you know, pastor, my feet been hurting ever since uh, 2020. And I just don't know what to do. And all these pills, I'm taking all these. And, it's, and the pastor just gave you the instructions of what it is that you need to do. Let me tell you what you need to do. Go for a walk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm rough tonight because it's 2024. It's time to mature. Let me tell you what you need to do. You probably need to connect with a dietitian and change your eating habits. I mean, it's, it's not hard. All right. Let me come up off of that. So this woman, she gives him the whole spiel. They're coming to get my children. My husband just died. Was he not faithful to serve in the Lord? In other words, she's saying, I don't know why all of this is happening to me. I feel like I don't deserve this if we were faithful to the Lord. And he never says to her, all right, well, let me see what I can do because yeah, what you're saying is so true. You know, your husband, he was faithful. And I know that he was a servant of the Lord and God is just pleased. No, he asked her a question. And the question is, I feel like getting country. The question is, what do you have in your house? That's what he says to her. Let me tell you something. God is not going to come through for you until you complete you completely obey him. Can I just be honest? Can I just, can I just tell you like it is? You're sitting back and you're waiting on someone to take you into the pool of Bethesda. And God is saying, look, you can bypass all of this, you know. What is it that you want? What is it that you desire? How come every year you, you're still, oh my God. How come every year you're still believing God for the same stuff? Why is it always that? He ain't came through for you yet? All right, let's backtrack for a minute and let's figure out why this is not working. Because one thing that we know, this it, it's not working because God ain't moving. That's not what it is. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Hath God not said it? Shall he not make it good? So it's not that God isn't doing his part. Let me tell you what it is. 2024. Here we go. You ready? You're not doing yours. You're not doing yours. I know somebody told you that if you spin around three times and if you throw all your money on the altar and if you if you sell your house and put it on the altar, uh, then you'll get your miracle. Yeah, if God's telling you to do that, that's part of it. But there is also an instruction. And you can't be like Naaman and say, I don't want to do that. The reason why Naaman was ticked off about going into the Jordan River, because the Jordan River is one of the most dirtiest rivers that, that, that is in Israel. It's, it's, it's brown, muddy water. It's disgusting. And he didn't want to do it because he was like, out of all of these rivers that you could have told me to go into and get my healing, you choose the Jordan River. Absolutely. Why? Because he's testing your heart. 
Lord, I just feel like because I've served you for so long that I deserve this. You keep thinking like that and you're going to end 2024 in the same place and in the same situation. Still lacking strength. Still giving yourself to people that don't give a doggone about you. People that talk about you behind your back. They don't appreciate you. When God wants to plant you somewhere where you can finally be appreciated and you can finally receive from being in that place. Come on, some of you, there are people that are stealing from you and they've been stealing from you for years and you just keep giving it to them. Because, because you just keep giving it to them because you you are comfortable there. Come on. Time out. It's time to shift. It's time to change some things. The Bible says, and I, I told you this before, Naaman, when he obeyed the instruction, he got his healing. When the woman, when the woman uh, that had lost her husband, woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, the Bible says that Elisha said to her, what do you have in your house? I feel to say this again. He did not say to her, oh my God, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It's got to be something that God can do for you because surely God wouldn't do this to you. Surely God wouldn't allow you to go through all of this. Surely God would honor you for your faithfulness. Yes, he'll honor you, but he honors you based upon your obedience. The Bible says he asked her, what is it that you have in your house? She says she responds by telling him what she has in her house, but she's thinking that it's so insignificant. There's no way that God can possibly use this. And the Bible says that when she said it, when she told him what it is because she obeyed the instruction, had she just said to herself, oh, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. I'm completely broke. Then the miracle would not have taken place. But because she said, okay, I got a pot of oil. It might not, it, it might be a little pot of oil. It's very insignificant. I don't see how God can use it. God said, okay. Let me tell you what I'm getting ready to do. Some of you are coming into a moment where the spirit of God is getting ready to say, okay, let me tell you what I can do with that. You think that it doesn't mean much, but God is saying that if you attach this instruction with the word, if you attach this instruction with your obedience, I can make something take place for you. But you can't sit up here and complain anymore. Oh my God, because I feel to say it again. Because you're going to go to work tomorrow. You're, you're going you're gonna to continue to do the same stuff that you've been doing for years that are not giving you any results. I remember back in the day, we used to think that the word insanity just meant somebody that's crazy. But do you know that we have all had insane moments? We have all experienced insanity. What is insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, knowing that it's not working, knowing that this ain't leading nowhere, knowing that this man that keeps telling you that he, that keeps promising you that he's going to marry you after 16 years. Y'all have, y'all have had the longest engagement in the history of engagements. And every year you still walk into it, believing that he's going to propose to you on Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day coming and go and he don't say nothing to you and you continue to stay in though doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results you're still hanging around the same people that ain't going nowhere they ain't trying to go nowhere they're not trying to break free and yet you're still hanging with them knowing that they're hindering you and holding you down knowing that you need to find somebody connect with somebody that has a mindset that has the mindset for where you're going but you continue you to do it because you want to be nice because you want to be Christian let me tell you something where has that gotten you God has brought you here today to say I need for you to move 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 I need for you to move now because there is something that I'm ready to do in you now and if you don't move now you're going to get caught up in something that I never meant for you to get caught up in come on if that woman in 2nd Kings 4 would have never made the move and grabbed 
grab the oil, make the move and grab the oil, make the move and grab I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that you are making the move and you're grabbing the oil. You're making the move and you're grabbing the oil. Whatever it is that you have, whatever it is that you think that's significant, God is asking you a question. What is it that you have? Make the move and get a hold of it because God is getting ready to put an anointing of multiplication on it. He's getting ready to cause that thing to multiply right before your very eyes, but you can't sit up here and complain about what you don't have no more. It's not changing nothing. And time is moving. Time is moving. God is saying, I'm ready to do this for you now because she made that decision to grab a hold of that oil and then go and borrow vessels. There was information that she got. Go and borrow vessels from your neighbor and borrow not a few. Because she did that, the Bible says that when she poured out that little bit of oil, it kept going. It kept multiplying. It never stopped. Come on. It never stopped until she got to that last vessel. What What is God ready to do for you that you could possibly be hindering? I know that this might have been a bit of a rough message, but in this year that we're in and what we are getting ready to see in this season and in this year, what we're getting ready to encounter in the church, we don't have time to play with y'all. The Bible says that the righteous shall scarcely be saved. We don't have time to, to sit back and play with you and throw popcorn in each other's mouths and grapes in each other's mouths. No, we got to train you because you don't know that you are in one of the greatest wrestles that you've ever been in. This thing is whooping your tail. And you don't even realize it. You think, oh, well, I just need to take a vacation. Oh, well, you know, let me just step down from my duties. No, you're right on the edge. You're right there. This is it. This is the moment. He's asking the question, what is it that you have in your house? He's asking the question, what is it that you want me to do for you? He's asking the question, even though everybody else is going a different way, he's asking you. He's saying, what is it that you want? How do you want to access this miracle? Come on. He can hear you calling like he heard Bar blind Bartimaeus calling and he's saying, come to me because I'm ready to give you what you need. I'm ready to place in you the very thing that is necessary for you to make it but you cannot sit here and complain anymore god these prices are too high it's not fair all right the prices are high we understand that it hurts but what is god ready to do and so tonight father we repent for having carnal mindsets we repent, Father God, for trying to make you do what we want you to do. Come on, I understand this message ain't for everybody, but it's for somebody. Come on, don't get offended. Hear what the word of the Lord is, because it's not the enemy that's hindering you, baby. It's you. It's you. It's your mindset. And so tonight, Father, we submit our minds to you, God. We thank you that you are renewing our minds. Father, even now, Father, I thank you that you are causing us to think differently. You're causing us to see differently. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that we will not miss what it is that you have for us. I thank you, Father, that you're causing us to be like the widow woman in Zarephath. God, you're causing us to be able to bake the cake and bake the cake first. Give the cake to the prophet first. I declare that this season will not take us out. This season will not kill us. I declare that it will not deplete us, but I declare in the name of Jesus that we're going to end this season having gotten everything that you have ordained for us to get. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus, I pray. Hallelujah. Guys, look, it is always such a privilege and such an honor to come on here. And I'm going to tell you, this is just where I am right now. This is everything that God has been speaking to me 
in my own personal time. Let me tell you something. Just because you feel tired and just because you feel like giving up does not mean that you should. Normally, when you feel that, when you really feel that the most, it means that you are closer than what you've ever been. How do you know that, Pastor Chanel? Be not weary and well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. And so I'm coming on here tonight just to give somebody a push and just to let you know that you cannot faint. You cannot give up. You cannot quit. You cannot stop. Look, I got given information that's right over my head um, and you will see it. Uh, all of my giving information for those of you that are located in Bermuda and then for those of you that are on uh, the outside of it. And it's even right here um, in the comment section as well. And so uh, you, if you uh, feel led to, you can definitely be a blessing. Somebody said, well, what is the purpose of the seed? A seed activates. It activates uh, the word that God has spoken over your life. Well, how do you know that, Pastor Chanel? Because you are sowing for something that has not happened yet. And so you're stepping out in faith and you're saying, God, I believe your word. And let me tell you something. When you're giving to a king, meaning Jesus, not me. When you're giving to a king, uh, there is no way in the world that you will ever outdo him. Him or outgive him. There's a part in the Word of God where Solomon, well, queen, the Queen of uh, what is it, the Queen of v v Vispa? Lord have mercy. I, I don't even know her name, but it was a queen, Sheba. That's her name. And uh, the Bible says that she came and she was in such awe of how he was living his life. And the Bible says that what he did was he sold into her and she, no, she sold into him first. And then he came back and he sold into her even greater than what she gave to him. And that's how the Lord is with us. When we give to him, he will see to it that it comes back good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? And so this is what I'm believing God for in this season for you. When you give, even on tonight, for those of you, God might be speaking to you about a specific seed. When you give, I'm believing God that it will activate in the form of information. For some of you, that's all you're missing. You, you got the right posture down pack. You're ready to do this thing. You have given God a 2024 yes. But the only thing that you are missing is a prophet to tell you where your next is located. And so I'm believing God. Come on, for some of you, I'm the person. God has anointed my lips to give you your next instructions, but I need for you, I need for you to pivot. I need for you to shift. I need for you to lean in. Come on, for some of you, God has spoken. To, uh, this is bold what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it. For some of you, God has spoken to you years ago to come on over to the church. Come on over and lock in underneath their ministry. Let me tell you something. When you, when you are fully obedient, you will see the fruits of your life soar. You will see the fruits of the spirit just blossom overnight when you are fully obedient to what God has asked you to do. And so for some of you, I believe that God has anointed me to be your Elisha in this season to tell you where your oil is located or to tell you what to do with the oil that you already have in your house. And so I'm telling you that on tonight, uh, if God speaks to you about sowing a particular seed, I'm believing God that when you sow it, it is going to activate divine information in the realm of the spirit for you. And you're going to know exactly what moves to make after this. You will not miss it down through here because he promises that he will give it back to you greater than what you gave to him. And so I love you guys so very much on tonight. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see what God is going to be saying concerning Wednesday nights in the future. Love you guys so very much. I'll see you next time. Have a great night. Bye.